Welcome to The Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. In today's short episode, I wanted to discuss the banishing ritual, more specifically, the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. In particular, this ritual is discussed in the Law of One as the primary ritual that is used to cleanse the room of negative entities, negative energies, negative spirits. It is something that I have used, and there is a variety of different alternatives for using the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. It is often referred to as the LBRP. It is a powerful way in which you can cleanse the room that you meditate in. And in many ways, it's a form of moving meditation. The LBRP is powerful and is something I try to do in many cases prior to meditating because I only want to invite highly positive energies and entities into my circle of seeking. And it's interesting, there's some different history behind it, but the way they did it in the Law of One is a little different than they do it in other places, and I'll discuss those, but I wanted to discuss the way they do it in the Law of One and give you the specific ritual that you use in the Law of One and then discuss some of the differences that other people use. The LBRP was largely popularized by Israel Regardi in his discussion of the Golden Dawn when he brought about many of the Golden Dawn ceremonies. I recommend you get the book on the Golden Dawn. It's a gigantic book with so much amazing information and there are a number of amazing rituals. There is a greater ritual of the pentagram that is an even more complicated ritual than this one. But they emphasize when they talk with Ra about this ritual that it does bring about the magic personality and when done properly, it can cleanse the room. In the Law of One material, the Ra material, a set of channelings from 1981 through 1984, Ra mentions often the difference in the room when the banishing ritual has been regularly done. I believe that it has power over time. It cleanses the energies and it's very powerful. There are a number of ways that you can do it. I'm going to give you the basic ritual that they discuss in the Law of One so you can use their technique, which is a little different than other ones. I will also discuss some of the other interesting rituals that are mentioned in the raw material, including the salt ritual and what they have to say about garlic ritual, as well as the circle of one. I would recommend reading all that Ra has to say about the banishing ritual and the magic personality. There's also a good deal of information on the internet regarding the banishing ritual of the lesser pentagram, especially videos. When discussing the LBRP, Jim McCarty says that regarding his house, it was blessed by angelic presences before he even moved there. Since then, there have been nearly 40 years of channeling, spiritual gatherings, and the banishing ritual that has made his house an entity that provides a powerful support for any spiritual endeavor, especially channeling. Your homes are lovely environments that you are blessing with your presence. But you are going to take the first steps on the journey of a thousand miles as you begin to invoke your magic personality to perform the banishing ritual daily in your home and inculcate them with love and light and protection. It will take time and dedication, and I'm sure that you will eventually succeed. McCarty explains one of the most important things to do before performing the ritual is 
a purification of your mind-body-spirit complex, most likely through meditation, prayer, or readings of some kind of spiritual literature. McCarty claims that he performs the ritual after his morning offering during which he meditates for an hour and a half. He reads spiritual writings like the Bible, Joel Goldsmith, and the Law of One. He prays and sings before performing the ritual. I do not do that. I find myself doing it without that much preparation. I do take a few moments to calm myself down and put myself into a meditative state. And I believe when you do that, and you anchor yourself to a meditative state prior to doing it, that it will be more effective and powerful. Before the ritual, Jim McCarty says the following words, which you can say when you do it as well. I seek now to perform the banishing ritual of the lesser pentagram in this room to provide protection for this room and for all that may meditate or channel here that no negatively oriented entities may enter our circle of seeking that only positively oriented entities may enter our circle of seeking I seek no power or personal gain for myself in any way in the performance of this ritual I seek only to provide protection for this room I would suggest that the ritual be performed daily in whatever rooms you choose for channeling or meditation. The ritual also must be performed without error to be effective. This is important. If any error in pronouncing the words of the ritual are made, the ritual needs to be performed again until there are no errors. When enunciating the following words in this ritual, don't use your normal voice. Your voice will be a bit louder as if you're calling these qualities from a distance. Besides the words that are spoken, you also will mentally speak the nature of each of the archangels and visualize their garments and gestures. Each of the words has a special meaning. When I originally learned this ritual and started doing it, I did not actually visualize the garments and I did not at that time do some of the mental thoughts that are used in the law of one. That's why I like this ritual. But I'll try to give you the secondary ritual as well, and you can play around with it and use what works for you. First of all, to perform this ritual, begin by facing east and start the ritual by putting on a mantle or a robe that represents your magical personality. Reach both hands opened over your head as high as you can reach and feel the magic personality descend into your being as you lower your hands to your sides. In the Law of One, the magical personality is your higher self. I did not actually start doing this until I learned from the Law of One material to put on the robe. I find it super powerful. Now when I do it, I feel like right in those moments, my higher self is tuned in with me perfectly. Before, I would simply do the ceremony and it wasn't as effective. At least it feels like it's more effective when I do this. It focuses me and brings about that state where I am connected to my higher self. Secondly, use your right hand with thumb, index, and middle fingers extended and ring finger and little finger folded to again reach as high as you can over your head. Bring your hand down and touch your forehead and vibrate ate. There are many disciplines that use a steel dagger in doing the 
ceremony and using the hands instead of the fingers. But I find using the fingers is just fine. And they describe using the fingers. So you raise your hands over your head, you bring it down, and you touch your forehead and you vibrate. Ate. Now it's important when you say these words, you don't just say them, you vibrate them. You go low and you bring it out. The longer, the better. So you say, Ate, when you touch your forehead. Then you bring your hand down and touch your chest and you vibrate mouth. Four. Then use your right hand in the same configuration to touch your right shoulder and vibrate vegebura. And then fifth, you use your right hand to touch your left shoulder and vibrate vegedula. And sixth, you clasp both hands together at your chest in the prayer position and you vibrate leolamamen. I know that many of you don't like saying words that you don't know the meaning for. So to emphasize these words, ate means thou art, malkuth, the kingdom, vegebura, and the power, vegedula, and the glory, leolam, forever and ever. Seventh, then still facing east, use the right hand with the fingers folded as before to create a pentagram. Now, when I say pentagram, I know that some who are former devout Christians or current devout Christians are immediately triggered by that. They think that this becomes satanic and it's simply not true. Some even identify the cross as a connection to the pentagram and the use of the pentagram is not related to any sort of satanic ritual. It is a powerful, sacred, geometric symbol that can be used for protection. It is a divine symbol that has been used long ago, and it has power when magically used. So you create a pentagram, and the direction that you create the pentagram is important. If you create it in a certain way, it invokes spirits, and if you do it another way, it banishes them. So you begin at your lower left hip to a point above your head. So you move from your lower left hip to above your head and then down to your right hip, then up to your left shoulder and over to your right shoulder. Then you complete the pentagram at your left hip. The important thing for the law of one lesser banishing ritual is in particular, they do not move around the room. They just simply do it in a single place. Many of these rituals will take up an entire circle in a room using an east, west, north, and south corner of a room, and it's up to you how you want to do it. I find the Law of One technique powerful, still knowing that it's protecting the entire room. So you go from the left hip up to above your head, then down to your right hip, then up to your left shoulder, and then over to your right shoulder, and then you complete the pentagram at your left hip. So then, when you're doing this, you want to see the pentagram in the air. Imagine that you're creating a real pentagram. Visualize the pentagram there as you've traced it out. Oftentimes, the more you do this, you'll start to see the pentagram. And then you charge the pentagram by a sharp stabbing motion through the middle of the pentagram with your fingers. The original version of this said, 
Yehovah, and then some say Yad, He, Vau, He. But in terms of the Law of One, they made a unique change that's only related to the Law of One material. And they did Yad, He, Shin, Vau, He. You can check out the material for a better explanation of why they made this change. Ra explains that it is more powerful. And in particular, you can find in the Law of One material, 41.2, 67.16, and the entire 72nd session, the 74th, 75th, and 76th session as a discussion of these principles. Some people see the pentagram light up in fire, and some people just see it activate in a certain way. But when you do that, it's activated. Then you turn 90 degrees to your right so that you're facing south. And you inscribe another pentagram in the same way by vibrating Adonai. Again, you turn 90 degrees to your right so that you're facing west. Inscribe a third pentagram and charge it by vibrating Ehie. Then you turn 90 degrees to your right so that you're facing north and you vibrate Agla. Some people pronounce it Agla. Now, if you want to know what those mean, these four names are aspects of the universal mind, God, or the one creator. You're invoking God when you're doing and using these names. Next, after you've done this, you turn 90 degrees to your right again so that you're once more facing east. Now, Many traditions will trace a circle with their fingers. So when you do the first pentagram and you're done, you trace a circle of light to each pentagram and some will just simply create the pentagrams. According to the law of one material, they don't trace the light. That's the small difference. So you turn 90 degrees to your right again so that you are once more facing east and you spread your arms as far as you can to each side so that you form a cross. Then you invoke each of the archangels while facing east. You don't have to move around. You simply stay facing east. You begin with before me, Raphael. Now, sometimes I'll say the name and then invoke it. I'll say before me, Raphael, Raphael. I don't think there's an incorrect way, but that's how I do it. And then you visualize Raphael clothed in a yellow robe and you mentally say, and the gifts and powers of air. You don't say it out loud. You project telepathically and the gifts and powers of air. The original version of this did not include this telepathic projection and the gifts and powers of air, but I really like it. It feels like I'm making a telepathic connection to the angel at the same time as I'm invoking the angel in that moment so while you're still facing east after you've said that you then say behind me gabriel gabriel i have known of people for instance damien eccles when you listen to his book where he describes how he does this ceremony he really drags it out he says And it does appear to be more powerful when I do it. So 
you experiment with that how you vibrate it and it'll become something of your own when you do this you see Gabriel clothed in a blue robe holding a cup of water in his right hand with his arm extended upwards and you mentally say and the gifts and power of water now continuing to face east you now say on my right hand Mikael Mikael there's differing opinions but as far as I understand it is more correct to use the CH and go so you say Mikael so you say Mikael you see him clothed in a red robe and holding a sword up pointed towards the sky and you mentally say and the gifts and powers of fire still facing east you then say on my left hand Oriel Oriel you see him clothed in a robe of olive russet and black and he is throwing seed to the ground with his right hand and you mentally say and the gifts and powers of earth and then lastly you say in the law of one version you say for around me flame the pentagrams and above me shines the six-rayed star the original golden dawn version says behind me shines the six-rayed star and the damien eccles version says within me shines the six-rayed star i have used all three because i have received these rituals in different ways I like saying above me shines the six-rayed star in this particular ritual because it protects what's above and below. They have also asked Ra and Quo about whether or not you should be protecting up and down. Damien Eccles addressed this in his book on magic and he also invokes Metatron above and Sandalphon below. But the Law of One version only stops right there. So you can also say, uh, above me, I call upon Metatron, Metatron, and then below, I call upon the mighty archangel Sandalphon, Sandalphon. So the way that is done in the Law of One, you just simply say, for around me flame the pentagrams, and above me shines the six-rayed star. You complete the ritual by repeating the opening sequence, extending your right hand high above your head, and you bring your hand down to touch your forehead saying ate then bring your hand down to touch your chest and say malkuth then use your right hand to touch your right shoulder and say vegebura then use your right hand to touch your left shoulder and say vegedula then clasp your hands together in the prayer position and say leolam amen the next thing you would do is you relieve yourself of the magic personality by reversing the gesture you use to clothe yourself in the magical personality by taking your hands from your side and lifting them over your head as though you're removing a robe over your head in the law of one tradition they stamp their foot on the floor to ground the ritual into your space-time environment there are a number of versions online where you stamp your foot each time you call upon the angel or each time you invoke one of the god names as you go around stamping the foot is one way to call upon the angel 
The way they do it in the Law of One is they stamp it at the very end to mark the time-space environment. There's a variety of different ways to do this and some will use much more complicated procedures and elements to do it. But the Law of One aspect of it is super fascinating. They do this ritual every time they go about channeling Quo. Right now, every time they go about channeling Quo, they they meditate a little bit, they go in and do the banishing ritual, and then they do whatever other ritual they do to call upon Quo. So I have found this powerful because when you do this on a regular basis, you can effectively really cleanse your room. And then in the Golden Dawn book, it talks about using this ritual to eliminate negative thoughts. You can see yourself moving negative thoughts through the pentagram and it dissolves away or see the negative thought moving outside of the circle that you're in. There's also some different aspects. The opening prayer where you're doing the Kabbalistic cross, some will envision themselves in a different way, much, much bigger than the earth, as big as the universe. And they see the earth as a tiny dot when they do that. One of the cool things that I love about Damien Eccles' procedure for doing the banishing ritual, when he does the Kabbalistic cross, he imagines a pillar of light moving all the way to the very top of the universe when he says Ate. And then when he says Malkuth, he sees that light going down to the bottom of the universe. And when he says Vegeberah, touching his right shoulder, he sees a pillar of light moving all the way to the right of the universe. And then when he says Vegedula, he sees a pillar of light moving all the way to the left. Then when you say Leolam Amen, you see a pillar of light moving through your heart directly in front of you. This sort of anchors you into the space that you're in prior to doing the ritual. If you think that this, for some reason, is against your religion, then don't do it. If it doesn't resonate with you, forget about it. But it's very interesting that many secret societies, mystery schools, will require you to do this on a regular basis. And when you become an apprentice with the Golden Dawn, they require you to do this on a regular basis. It is the beginnings of you getting in touch with your magic and gaining control over the magic in your environment. The key element to becoming a magician, and we are all magicians, we are doing magic with every thought and every breath, is for us to gain control over the energies in our environment. We need to be able to banish negative energies. We need to be able to attract positive energies. And you may discount this as saying it doesn't work, but so many people have done this ritual. And it is so effective that it is sort of locked into the quantum field because of the other people that have done this. Do not discount the power of this ritual, even if you don't believe it. And the reason is so many other people for thousands of years have been doing this ritual. And I believe as you do it more and more, one of the things I know that I'm activating higher density energies is when I feel in the back of my neck, when I feel the plat activate, when I feel a tingling in my third eye. And when I do this ritual, I feel it every single time. Some people, they will like to ask for an intention with this. 
beyond just purifying the room. Sometimes I will do this ritual and I will say, I intend to use this space to be of service, to create love on this planet, to vibrate love. I have read in some texts that people like to do this before having any sort of sexual relations with their significant other. And it purifies the room and it makes it better. This is a beginning stage. You can then do additional magics or meditate or whatever it is that you want to do. I know of people that prefer to do this ritual before they write, before they do music, before they do creative activities. You're bringing angels and higher energies into your environment and cleaning it out. There is some other interesting rituals that are mentioned in the Law of One that I also wanted to mention. There is the the salt cleansing ritual. And what they say is, if disharmony, negativity, or darker energies have transpired in a particular environment, salt can be used in conjunction with garlic and or the banishing ritual of the lesser pentagram or by itself to help cleanse the environment of the residual negative energies and negative astral entities in order to return to the area to a neutral vibration. According to Ra, salt absorbs vibrations which have been requested to move into salt when salt has been given water. Further, those of a negative vibration within the dwelling might find coexistence with your group difficult. They said, we suggest the salting and sprinkling of any door which may lead elsewhere than out of the dwelling in order to afford to the entities the understanding they are not desired elsewhere within the dwelling so you get salt you get blessed holy water you can create your own holy water by placing intentions on it blessed by intention is their definition of holy water it may be blessed by intention by yourself or by what our culture would call a holy person and then they ask for something called a virgin broom which means a broom that has not been used And the first step is to spread an unbroken line of salt on all entries and exits from the building, including windows. It doesn't matter if it is at the interior or exterior windowsill or door sill. On both windowsills and door sills, ensure the salt creates a barrier from one side of the entrance to the other. As Ross says, the salt be poured in the straight line with no gaps. Leave one doorway unsalted for yourself to enter and exit. As you spread the salt, repeat the words, We praise the one creator, which gave to salt the ability to enable those friends, to which we wish to bid farewell, to find a new home. Note, if the salt is placed on an exterior windowsill, you want to add additional step 1.5 to this procedure. Figure out how to explain this to your neighbors. (laughs) Step 2, using your hands, sprinkle the holy water onto the salt. And repeat these words. We give thanks to the one creator for the gift of water. Over it, the creator moves its hand and stirs its will to be done. Ensure the salt is dampened by the holy water, but not soaked. The third step is allow this to sit for 36 to 48 hours. Do not cross any salt barriers during this time. Enter exit only through an unsalted doorway. And then the fourth step Using a virgin broom, sweep all salt from the windowsills and doorways into a paper bag that can be discarded or a lined trash can if paper is unavailable. Repeat these words. We praise the one creator and give thanksgiving for the spiritual cleanliness of this dwelling place. 
So you repeat steps one through four for the one doorway which was left uncleansed for entry and exit. Note if the entry or exit is still needed through the remaining doorway being salted in step five, Ross says the salt may be requested to act as seal and yet allow the passage of gentle spirits such as yourselves. We suggest that you speak to the substance and name each entity for which permission is needed in order to pass. Let no person pass without permission being asked of the salt. In other words, make sure you ask the salt permission for each person that will cross its barrier. You can do this by stating something to the effect of, I am, and then state your name, and I come in the love and the light of the one creator. I would like to ask of our cleansing salt that I, and in the names of others, be allowed to enter and exit through this doorway while the cleansing salt is working to clean our house of any negative or questionable energies. I thank you for your protection and permission. In terms of blessing the water, if you'll be blessing the water, we feel the most important component is a focused will, along with a faithful mind, an open heart, and a sincere intention to serve, the exact words being less important. Those words are yours to construct to best reflect your intention. Below are the words that Gary drafted when blessing water, which was used to cleanse his dwelling. He and his wife and Jim sat on the floor in a circle with the water between them while reciting the blessing below. They positioned their hands with palms facing the water. When finished, shared a brief meditation in silence together. The magical potency of this particular ritual is unknown. Tuning ourselves to the one creator, we clear our energies and set our intentions upon this working. We acknowledge the oneness of all creation. We open ourselves as channels so that the love and light of the one infinite creator may move through us and into this water. We ask the infinity present within this water to awaken so that the water may be charged and blessed for purification and service to others working. We thank the water for serving as our friend for the purpose of spiritual cleansing and we thank the one creator for this water and the working. Amen. Another interesting portion of the Law of One material mentions garlic. According to Ra, no service to self astral form will accept coexistence with cut garlic, which I always found kind of funny in a, in a way. So with garlic, you cut each clove of garlic in half. You hang the cut garlic in an area where the negative energy resides. Ra says that windows and doorways are most appropriate, but it can be hung anywhere with negativity has been sensed. Caller said that Jim hung the garlic like a kebab. Jim reports the garlic has a natural leaf on it like onions do. He just braided them together. So according to the material, it says that you also should give appropriate words to bid farewell to those of the lower astral. Ross says the hanging of the cut garlic may be accompanied by the words, we praise the one creator for the gift of garlic and bless its ability to offer to those friends to whom we wish to bid farewell the arrow which points their way of egress. It seems the length of time may vary depending on the location and the relative infection with negative entities and energies. Ross suggests keeping the cut garlic hanging for 36 hours. According to session 95.4, they give a different length of time for a different dwelling discussed in 105.6 saying the cleansing was needed for only three nights and two days. This dwelling is benign. And then in 105.6, they give a different length of time and periodicity for a specific area of their new house. We suggest weekly cleansing of the boathouse with garlic, the cut onion, and the walking of a light-filled perimeter 
The garlic and onion renewed weekly should remain permanently hung and suspended from string or wire between workings. The ritual words for blessing for the house. When completed, Ra suggests that when request this living entity, the house, that it now be welcoming and absorbent for the vibrations of harmony, love, and thanksgiving, which this group shall then, as the incarnational experience proceeds, offer to the domicile. You then burn the garlic to ashes when you're done, outdoors if at all possible, safely of course. And then you say, according to Ra, as the garlic is burned away, you say, we give thanks to the one creator for the gift of spiritual cleanliness in our dwelling place and seal the departure of all those who have left by this exit, by the consuming of this substance. The final ritual, which may be inconsequential, but I wanted to mention is the circle of one. This ritual was likely designed specifically for Carla, Jim, and Don's group. Whether it has application outside of this very unique circumstance is unknown. But I ask those who want to call upon Ra, if you do, then do the circle of one procedure. And in 1.11 and 1.13, Ra gives the group their first instructions in the methodology of conducting the Ra contact. In the following session, 2.5 specifically, Ra gives Don a nudge to ask for additional instructions. This the questioner promptly does. In response, Ra teaches the group the ritual they call the circle of one. Ra says, if you have any questions about the proper use of this mind-body-spirit complex, we would appreciate your asking them now. Question, consider them asked. I mean, I don't have anything to go on. What is the proper use of this instrument? What should we do to maximize her ability to comfort, rejuvenation, etc.? I am Ra. We are pleased that you asked this question, for it is not our understanding that we have the right duty to share our perceptions on any subject but philosophy without direct question. However, this mind-body-spirit complex is not being correctly used and therefore is experiencing unnecessary distortions of body in the area of fatigue. The vibrations may well be purified by a simple turning to the circle of one and the verbal vibration while doing so of the following dialogue. Question, what is the law? Each of you accordingly say these questions and answers. So, question, what is the law? Answer, the law is one. Question, why are we here? Answer, we seek the law of one. Question, why do we seek Ra? Answer, Ra is a humble messenger of the law of one. And then together they would do this ceremony. It would be Jim and Don doing this. They both would together say, rejoice then and purify this place in the law of one. Let no thought form enter the circle. We have walked about this instrument for the law is one. That is how they would do it in their explanation. And in my interview with Jim McCarty, he said they had moments where they did this incorrectly or said the words incorrectly and they had to go and do it immediately again. So these are some interesting ceremonies and rituals that you can use to purify your house taken from the Law of One material. I hope it is powerful and I hope it is effective for you. I use these type of rituals when doing meditations and I love to do it when I do art in particular. I like to create sigils with my art and magical art and before doing that I always cleanse the room and it makes the art better and it makes the experience better. My house feels of a higher vibration when I regularly do these rituals and I'd love to get your comments and your own personal experiences. Do you have any additions or other rituals that you found to be effective? There are some interesting banishing rituals that you can also find in other texts and other places. 
but I found this to be a good starting point. Let me know what you think. You can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com and welcome to The Reality Revolution.